Hello and a warm welcome to you, dear listeners. Welcome to another episode of Shudushu's Free Thought Podcast. I'm Mbali Klubi, and today we speak to our special guest, Marta Breen. Marta Breen is a Norwegian journalist and non-fiction author whose work primarily focuses on women empowerment and women's issues. Over the years, Marta has written several books about women's rights, liberation and equality. More specifically, her work addresses female artists, music groups, women in media and women in history. She is a notable columnist and she works as a freelance journalist for NRK and other Norwegian publications. In May of 2021, Marta wrote an eye-opening article for the 24th issue on body politics titled, It's Time to Ditch the Male Gaze. Welcome, Marta. What is a feminist and how do you define feminism? Well, uh, usually I um, define the word as someone who does not want gender to limit a person's freedom or opportunities in life. Mm. And just as simple as that, because if you, um, uh, I think that covers it all. Uh, And everyone can clearly see that uh, gender uh, actually is limiting very many people's uh, freedom uh, today. So there's so so much to to work with. Uh, Some people say uh, want um, uh, to be a feminist, you have to work very hard with these issues. But I am not so strict. I believe that if you if you feel that you are a feminist and that these issues are important to you, then I I want everyone to call to, to be able to call themselves a feminist. You do, don't have to be an activist to to use that word about yourself. Yes, and so you said that um, to you, feminism is about not having gender be limited, um, gender be a limiting factor for a person. So, in under your um, definition with feminism, this is also including both men and women shouldn't be held back by their gender. Is that what you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And that's um, because sometimes when, because the word feminism is uh, so feminine, people believe that uh, we only work, uh, only want uh, women uh, to have more freedom and don't uh, even care about uh, men. And that is not true uh, because I believe that gender roles, strict gender roles, uh, they uh, hold everyone back also Mm -hmm. men, and very many of the issues we talk about when we talk about um, men's problems, uh, they are uh, uh, based on uh, gender roles. Uh, For example, that many men uh, struggle with uh, um, their um, uh, psychological health that uh, mm-hmm. they it often has to do with because uh, with uh, the fact that they have uh, not uh, they um, they're not opening up they don't uh, ask for help they uh, just want to be seen as strong people uh, and all of these are 
things that uh, has got to do with the male gender role. So uh, I believe that both men and women will be happier if uh, we work on these roles and uh, and don't have all these expectations to people because of their gender. Yes, definitely. I agree with you. Mm. But you've visited various regions of the globe and yeah. meeting people and giving lectures. Can you tell us about um, any of your experiences and what was the most striking thing that you witnessed in terms of women's rights in some of these countries? Mm. Well, um, I'm, uh, you, you know, the more I travel, the, the less I feel that I know. Because, uh, you know, when you see uh, women uh, live all these very, very different kinds of life and they have, uh, and some... Um, in some seems to be oppressed uh, mm-hmm. but uh, when you look at it with my uh, eyes because i'm from norway but maybe they won't agree <laughs> so i can't uh, i can't uh, go to a woman and say that you uh, are oppressed if she doesn't feel that way herself so it's i learn so much when i travel and i try to talk to as many different people as possible uh the, last week i was in egypt uh, uh i spent uh, one week in egypt and uh, there i met uh, some some women who were uh, highly educated and uh, lived very free lives and i also met women who were uh, wearing niqabs and uh, was one of three wives uh, so the all of these are uh, normal in Cairo, uh, all different kinds of uh, situations and lives. And uh, I did talk to many of them uh, about uh, the religion, uh, how religion in different ways are um, discriminating against women, uh, because that's uh, how I would express it. Of course, if you're a, a deeply religious person, you can feel hurt by that. Uh, but I do believe that um, the fact that Norway is a very secular country and that religion doesn't play a big part in our society, that is a big success factor when it comes to gender equality. Uh, so that is part of my message uh, uh, which I say if, uh, if I'm in Russia uh, or in Egypt or in Brazil uh, I talk about the fact that uh, of course there should be freedom of religion of course people um, should be able to uh, to um, uh, engage in their uh, own um, religious activities but I do believe that it is a good thing if the state is as secular as possible that religion is not part of the state or or the schools yeah and and you know since you're coming from Norway where it's very secular Mm. um what made you want to like advocate for um women's rights and women women empowerment um since where you're from this the secularism it's it's quite normal there it's more common yeah mm. 
Yeah, but uh, a secular uh, state does not um, mean that uh, you automatically have uh, gender equality. And okay. I'm also worried when I talk to talk to give give lectures around the world. I'm um, very uh, particularly uh, I want to um, uh, underline the fact that uh, it's uh, be, the fact that we do have a very high uh, level of equality in Norway does not mean that Norwegian women are better feminists or that all our uh, problems regarding gender equality have been solved because that is not the fact. Uh, and may, many people get surprised by this because mm -hmm. they believe that we don't have anything uh, to fight for in Norway. But we do. Uh, because um, the, the the situation, um, the relation between men and women are uh, pretty much this, the, um, this, the situation is the same all over the world. It's just the degree so in 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 some countries there are huge uh, a huge gap uh, between men and women when it comes to uh, econo economics and freedom and everything and in some countries like in Norway uh, you still find this, the gaps but they're uh, smaller of course so so uh, i believe the patriarchy uh, the, the patriarchal system it, it it surrounds the whole globe but uh, in different degrees so also in Norway, women are raped. Uh, also in Norway, women uh, earn less than men. Many women in Norway say that they don't have could afford to divorce their husband if they wanted to um, and needed to. Uh, so um, we, we and also the with the um, uh, we do have a lot of uh, sexist uh, pornography uh, and uh, commercials and uh, the, the thing uh, that men are, the, the male body is uh, regarded as neutral, but the woman's body is regarded as, as sexual. Uh, we see that all over the world, also in Norway. So, um, and I'm also very... Uh, uh, even though we do have we have come a long way in Norway, of course, and I uh, really uh, I'm very um, grateful for that for what um, the fight that our mothers have done for us. Mm -hmm. uh, so, but but um, if that meant that I said that okay, I don't feel uh, discrimination uh, from personally, I don't feel that. So that the, the, so I won't call myself a feminist anymore and I will regard the fight as over. That would be very little, not very solidaric because, yeah. uh, okay, maybe in my little bubble, uh, things are quite all right, but uh, maybe not uh, at my neighbor or... Uh, just outside the borders so it's uh, important to to see other women and other uh, people's situation all the time yes yeah i understand because even if it's like we're all in one country we all have individual different um, experiences of it mm. even if it's a secular state yes i i agree with you mm. um and like even here in my home country south africa women continue to face the burden of unemployment and they, they have a lower chance of owning a business or being mm. hired and being promoted. And even though that woman's presence in public service has 
you know, really considerably, considerably expanded over the last 25 years. There's mm. still been that, you know, there's no um, comparable development in business or education, especially because in certain sectors, we still have regressed, I would say. Mm. Um, for example, um, all the national government um, director generals here are men. And I think that this just emphasizes the idea that we still have a long way to go yeah. and that any progress we achieve, it can easily be reversed if we're not diligent, you know. Absolutely. That yes. is very, very important to remember. And uh, at the moment, we do unfortunately see that in many countries that uh, patriarchal leaders have seized power uh, and they are uh, threatening uh, not only women's rights but also LGBT rights and and mm -hmm. also uh, the progress that we have uh, achieved uh, over so many years it's uh, disappearing and uh, the freedom of speech and I'm talking about uh, countries like uh, Turkey with Erdogan and uh, Orban in Hungary and Kaczynski and his party in Poland, where women just lost their rights to have uh, safe abortions. We see it in Russia with Putin with, uh, until recently, uh, Trump in the United States, Bolsonaro in Brazil. So very many of those countries that I, ha I have visited, I meet women who are actually losing rights at the moment. So um, we cannot lean back and believe that this is rolling forward uh, by itself. Yes. And do you believe that men have a role to play in feminist movements? And, and what role do they play in feminism? Well, uh, of course, uh, we uh, absolutely need uh, men to engage in these uh, questions. Um, it, it, it's like, you know, when we talk about racism, of course, white people have to engage in racism. You can't say that uh, you have to fix that your, uh, by yourself. Uh, yes. We have to stand together. So, yes. uh, but of course, uh, it would not be uh, natural for a man to lead a feminist group or a party. Uh, I think they uh, should be supporters. So, uh, and uh, I would love to see more men uh joining uh both feminist marches demonstrations and to to see more men at my own lectures because it is um, unfortunately usually like uh, also in Norway that if the theme is gender or equality men tend to stay away because they believe that that is women's issues yeah and, and i also think that there's also this misconception that Feminists are against men or something mm, like that. Mm, mm. And that is, of course, bullshit. Yes. <laughs> I meet, I meet it uh, uh, very often that um, uh, and um, some um, throughout history, it has very often been feminists that has uh, lifted the question uh, questions around um, the traditional man role and what uh, problems um, that causes. Uh, so women uh, feminists have always discussed men's uh, problems and men's issues, but maybe not always in the way that um, most men want us to discuss it, because uh, many men who who say that uh, feminists are man haters and feminists don't uh, care about men, mm -hmm. uh, they 
won't listen when we talk about uh, the 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 problems with the with the traditional man role they just want to uh, maintain the the traditional men's role they would like to say why can't men be men and women be women why can't everything just be like it used to be uh, and uh, you can they want to to maintain the um, uh, and then yeah uh, but feminism has usually been about modernization uh, yeah. that we we take uh, traditional uh, ways of thinking and traditional roles and turn them into more modern uh, roles and modern ways of thinking and and it those who cling on to the um, old times they usually lose in the long run yes yes i have always also believed that feminism it it really does um it's beneficial to both men and women and um that men are also victims of the patriarchy so Absolutely. when you were saying that um earlier about this how feminism also takes their psychological the struggles that men face also into account mm. um i think of also like with gender roles especially that um, what impact do you think of gender roles um, would have on men and women? And would you say that they're affected differently by these gender roles? Um, well, uh, I do believe that almost all the problems we talk about when, uh, when we, we talk about women's problems or men's problems, I do believe that so much of it are... Uh, are because of these roles or because of what uh, society uh, has taught us uh, is right for women and for men and what we are socialized into and then when uh, we start to uh, collide with these roles then the problems begin um, so I do believe that um women uh, over the last 40 years at least in very many uh, western countries but also uh, around the world uh, they have um, broken out of the traditional women's role and uh, achieved so much because of it and but m maybe men has uh, just stood on the side and watched uh, a little bit scared maybe sometimes what's happening with the women uh, and then uh, they have not yet uh, taken uh, that revolution themselves uh, breaking out of uh, what's expected of a man because many men they are still socialized into uh, believing that they always have to be strong that they have to be the breadwinner uh, always uh, in the family that uh, they are uh, losers if they show emotions um, mm -hmm. and uh, when you um, in Norway we have come a far long way when it comes to uh, viewing men as uh, important uh, caregivers and, and fathers uh, but in very many countries I meet w men and women who say that uh, uh, it's not like that at all 
uh, they have not heard about uh, what we call dad uh, parental leave uh, uh, and uh, they would never even consider staying home with kids uh, um, so and when like for example for this um to do away with gender roles would this mean as in um just conflating them switching them around such that women could get maternal leave and men would get paternal leave or one parent would get it or how would that work well sorry i i didn't uh, quite understand the question okay so if for example um if we're doing away with gender roles, so in the workplace, women mm. are allowed um, maternal leave and mm. you spoke about paternal leave for the, mm. the father. Mm. So would this mean both um, parents would get that um, maternal and paternal leave or is it one parent and then the oh. other? Yes. Well, the Norwegian system uh, is that um, uh, you, you can pretty much choose uh, which parent uh, is at home at different times. But, uh, of course, uh, the mother is at home uh, in the beginning. That is uh, natural, you know, with breastfeeding and her get, getting back uh, in shape after giving birth. But after six or seven months, very many... Um, women go out to uh, to work and the man, uh, father stays at home for a few months uh, and uh, the system is that uh, the the state will pay for this um, and then uh, maybe uh, he'll go back to work and she'll come back home but from the year of, uh, from the one year of age every kid in Norway has a um, right to uh, a place in a kindergarten or a nurse, nursery. And it's uh, also very important that this uh, nursery, kindergarten um, spot is not uh, expensive. Uh, it, it, uh, there's uh, strict rules about how much it, it can cost. Uh, so, um, so everybody can afford this. And one of the, there's so many... Uh, reasons why we want to have this system, of course, because uh, fathers are just as important uh, caregivers as, as mothers, and they sh yeah. ha should have the same right to get to know their kids. But uh, also because then uh, when you know, uh, if you are an um, employer, uh, it's uh, not more risky to uh, hire a woman than a man. Because, uh, you know, both can suddenly uh, be at home with, be home with kids. So uh, that is also a big um, uh, motivation behind this, that uh, it's, women are not uh, punished in the labor market. Yes. And um, so I have another question. Why do you think that it's more socially acceptable for females to be masculine than it is for males to be feminine um, I'm not sure if this is how it is in your country well yeah I uh, I recognize that uh, mm. I do believe uh, this is because of the patriarchy as well of the misogyny that uh, are maybe internalized uh, in our in all of us because everything female 
has always been regarded as uh, less valuable than everything masculine. Mm. So you can hear it when uh, in, in Norway we have this expression called the uh, boy boy girl like boy boy gutiente um, uh, like uh, uh, sorry a tomboy yeah tomboy yeah that's right. uh, that's it uh, and in 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 uh, the norwegian word is actually boy girl uh, translated uh, so uh, so if you and that is um, regarded as a very cool thing you are a cool girl if you are a boy girl uh, b- because we we do put so much uh, positive into this tomboy uh, figure, like uh, you 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 can uh, picture a, a sporty girl who is not uh, whining and who is uh, brave and um, and uh, a, a good uh, sport in every way. But uh, if a, if a boy is uh, like more a, a girl boy. Uh, that uh, then we see that as uh, he's wimpy and uh, not not trustable and uh, not everything bad. So and this is just an example with these words, but but it's it's is still like that. We do regard it's women want to be one of the guys because that's cool. Uh, men do not want to be one of the girls because that is not cool. So this is actually just patriarchy um yeah i think also an example of that is in the case for um for example if a person is playing sports and they don't maybe throw the ball right mm -hmm. and then they say you you throw like a girl yeah and they mean it as an insult yep absolutely and we we see it in every way uh it from what people what kids call each other in uh, the schoolyard till how we talk about ourselves uh, like uh, to to see how I, I have always been one of the guys uh, and we we brag about that because um, so so this is uh, as i said internalized uh, and it's very important that we see it because we are actually part by doing that we are part of this uh, misogyny um so uh i do believe that maybe um this is moving a little bit uh, in uh, in uh, the nordic countries uh because uh, we also because of the lgbt movement uh, there have been there's more acceptance of um uh, people who cross uh, the the gender roles in different kinds of ways but as i said i do also believe that it is going in the wrong direction in many countries at the moment uh, we, we have seen this um, in uh, some european countries uh, the government has started what they call anti gender uh, campaigns uh, where they uh, work against uh, everything that tried to everyone who tries to soften up the generals they 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 meet heavily um resistance from uh, the governments in Hungary and Poland uh, for example and Russia okay so so what are the most prominent benefits of gender equality yeah well um 
I think that um, there's nothing wrong with being polite. And uh, there, if a man wants to be polite in a more old-fashioned, traditional way, uh, I do. I don't think that uh, it's uh, nothing, anything wrong with that. Uh, mm. But you, so, and okay, some women. Uh, but but it's uh, when when it when we talk about li- like opening the door and uh, this f- or, or paying the bill at dinner on, on a date. Yeah, yeah it, it, the, the the little things can be charming enough. But when it comes to like uh, him, uh, if a woman just expects that he's gonna going to pay the the bill every time. I think that's uh, silly because if you earn the same, uh, if you both earn the same, as I would hope, uh, as I want women and men to do, there's no reason why he should pay for you every time. Uh, And uh, if women uh, both want to be out earning money and uh, having economy, but they don't want to share them with their man because this is going to be my spending money and you are going to pay for me, then I, w- I understand why men get angry with feminism if they believe that it is women who want to have it all. You know, mm. we have to share. We have to, uh, we, we can't expect men to, uh, uh, because that, that uh, um, and, and also when it comes to, um, Equality, it, it doesn't, it, it, it's better for both men and women, but it's also better for society. Uh, there is a very close link. All research show that it's a very close link between a country's economic and social equality and its level of welfare. Uh, countries with small income gaps and a very high level of equality, as uh, many of the Nordic countries, they score consistently better on everything, health well-being and uh, happiness and economy and the the countries that cling on to these traditional gender roles they uh, tend to lose out in several fronts so that is the most um, important message i believe that we can uh, can give because uh, since we have achieved so much in norway uh, i believe we have a responsibility to to share our experiences and our um, uh, history uh, when it comes to this so um, yeah that that is maybe the reason why I um, travel and they can sometimes some people may argue that like feminism can give this rise to an idea that women should be able to do it all um, trying to keep up with men when you know there are still those biological differences between um the genders mm. uh, i would say so um so i know that from my understanding some some feminists in some countries would champion balance over equality mm. yeah and of course um that um it depends in some countries you don't have a great parental leave system you don't have kindergartens and nurseries for everyone uh, and uh, the situation is very different so uh, if you do have kids and um, no, and don't have that welfare regimes around you uh, as we do uh, then of course it might be difficult to try to have a big career at the same time 
So I have very much understanding of that. And it's not a goal that everyone is going to have to work uh, as much as possible. Uh, I just want um, those women who want to work to have the same opportunities as men. Um, that is uh, but but it if you don't want to work uh, full time outside the house then uh, and and you uh, have a a opportunity to stay at home and you want that uh, then of course uh, that is uh, absolutely fine but i don't want it to be uh, just the uh, the woman's uh, that uh, woman is um, um uh, that uh, she has to <laughs> and can you tell us a bit more about the concept of the male gaze and what is it yeah the male gaze is actually an expression uh, that came along in the 70s it was uh, academic Laura Mulvey who talked about how very many movies were um uh, uh, they they had uh, they they were about uh, the the male protagonist or the male main character uh, and all the women were just uh, by uh, by roles like uh, supporting ro- characters uh, and uh, then later we have used that ver- we used the word about how uh, cultural cultural history and literature and uh, and movies and uh, commercials and everything um pop me pop music videos everyone uh, seems to regard wom- the woman as an object something to look at something to uh, something that we love or hate and want to win or but the male is still the main character, uh, which we engage, uh, which is the one who is looking uh, at the woman. And we see that um, uh, in social media, for example, uh, the male body is regarded as very neutral. Um, if a man uh, is posing with uh, hairy armpits, that is just... Uh, um, a man's body. If you can see a w- w- woman's hairy armpits, people uh, get furious. Uh, yeah. If and also with the nipples, women's bod- uh, upper bodies are regarded as very sexual and has to be hidden. Uh, males' upper bodies are uh, not sexual at all; just a body. Uh, we can see that in uh, well I- in Norway, we 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 have all these posters uh, and commercials on the streets with women half naked because they're selling uh, uh, some uh, products uh, in other parts of the world like in Egypt where I just uh, was women have to cover up their bodies uh, be- and it's it's both the same thing uh, uh, the same message uh, that the woman's body is sexual the woman's body has to be shown or hidden because she's the carrier of sexuality. But uh, that is, of course, the male gaze. Because if you ask a heterosexual woman, uh, she would regard the male body as the interesting one or the sexual one. or uh, And... uh, because we regard our own bodies as neutral. It's just a woman's body. So, you know, uh, it's difficult to say because this is very internalized in, in everyone. 
so we, we, it's difficult for us to even see it uh, any other way. But it is just bullshit. Why is women ca the carrier of sexuality? Yes. And, you know, your article is titled, um, It's Time to Ditch the Male Gaze. Mm. Um, what, what would that look like to ditch the male gaze? Well, I believe that um, um, it, it can happen uh, in, in uh, baby steps because uh, at the moment in countries with a high level of equality, we have uh, come, we, we are, uh, we have come a little bit longer, uh, but in this uh, matter but uh, not at all um, where we should be. So, uh, like, if I, I believe it's important to, to, to um, ditch the honor and shame culture, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, um, in many um, cultures, uh, it will be shameful for the family uh, and they will lose their honor if the woman... Uh, the show her hair or her body in any way um and in other cultures it it's regarded as shameful if she's uh, maybe too too sexy or shows too much uh so uh, but in cu cultures that are not uh revolving around this honor and shame uh everything uh, gets easier uh, because then uh, it's not my my father don't have to feel uh, that he his value is uh, that he has a less value because of something that I do or something I wear. Uh, but in many cultures, it's not like that because the whole family uh, is um, has it has a kind of an an honor to preserve and the uh, the. It's always the girls and the women who are carriers of that honor and yeah. shame. Uh, and is this, um, this burden or um, responsibility that is placed on women when it comes to that. And I also feel there's also a, a major obsession with the female body mm. across cultures, really. Mm. And in your, uh, in your article, in your book, you described something called erotic capital. Mm. Um, what is this? Is it the same as pretty privilege? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I, I, I don't like any of those uh, words, actually, uh, because uh, it's, uh, sometimes I hear that it's you, uh, men, they can see the, 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 if you complain about something else uh, who is unfair with the men and women, then they can say that, but you have a, an advantage because uh, women have this uh, erotic capital or pretty privilege. You, you, everything is easier for women because they can just blink with their eyelashes and everything comes to them. And uh, and that's not my uh, experience. Uh, yeah. And it's very few women who can actually gain from this. Most women uh, have nothing to. Uh, they can't. Uh, they can't use this for uh, much. It's you. You don't get any more pension or uh, uh, anything more on um, higher wages or anything. But 
but uh, oh, I do believe, uh, and this I learned when I uh, talk to people in Egypt uh, now, uh, some uh, in some cultures, maybe uh, women, uh, some women try to use this, uh, like uh, you, you, you were talking about um, this, um, who pays for what in a restaurant uh, or something. Maybe it's socially accepted that women do try to get uh, men to to pamper them or give them something and, and they um, use this. And I do believe that that is not a good um, thing. It's like we have a Norwegian expression that um, it's to, to, to pee in your pants to try to keep warm. Uh, if you've uh, heard, <laughs> heard that one, <laughs> like <Yeah>. if, <laughs> if you really try to use your uh, looks or your sexuality to get um, ahead in the world it yes. this is a capital that won't last long for you because uh, it's maybe just uh, for a, for a few years that uh, you will get uh, anything back from that and uh, it will slap you in the back of your head uh, so uh, i don't believe that um, erotic capital exists really yes um, there's very little return on it, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have one more question for you. So, um, social media is frequently viewed as a two-edged sword in the sense that, on the one hand, it can be highly helpful and beneficial to feminist movements by raising awareness, mm. for example, using hashtags and offering platforms to speak out on. However, it can also be, um, it can have a detrimental impact um, especially on women's self-image and body image and self-esteem, and especially when it comes to sh social media sites like um, Instagram, what um, what advice would you provide to young women in particular um, on social media use, and how can they protect themselves against the negative impacts mm. of social media on their self-image? Yeah, uh, I I agree totally in this. Um that uh, the social media is both. Uh, it, it is really uh, a place for inspiration and motiva motivation and, and uh, a place where we, you can find your peers and also organize. So mm -hmm. uh, the demonstrations, can, uh, uh, the political demonstration can be fixed in uh, just uh, two to a couple of days uh, while it uh, earlier had to be planned for months so so it's mainly i believe a good thing for feminism and for activism uh, and uh, but also of course this other side it is um a, there's so many girls who compare themselves with all these perfect images and uh, feel bad about it and also we have all, all the pornography and all the dick pics and everything mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I, the, the, if I'm going to give an advice on this I can, uh, there's something I've been doing myself actually uh, it, it is to, to um, edit your feed uh, dramatically uh, try to be a curator uh, of your own Instagram feed uh, okay. find the positive um, 
inspiration uh, because it's it, it's there it's definitely there there's so many uh, like body positive um, people on instagram and there's so uh, many I, I i'm um, i'm 45 years old myself so i have now started to follow cool grown-up women women in their 50s and 60s who uh, just looks uh, amazing in their way but uh, just show they have gray hair and they are have cool style and they um, have different kinds of bodies and uh, they're not afraid of uh, showing their uh, wrinkles or everything they, they just look cool uh, and that is very motivational for me because i can see that uh, uh, you don't have to uh, use Botox to be uh, l to look good, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and also um, just don't unfollow all those Kardashians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, with the heavy Photoshop and all of that. Absolutely, so. yeah. That's great advice. Thank you, Marta. <laughs> We've reached the end of today's episode, and this has been a very informative and necessary discussion. Once again, I would like to thank our guest for joining us and being such a valuable contributor to this discussion. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in to this episode of the Free Thought Podcast. Till next time, have a good one.